Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is sponsored by fine Patreoners like Jeffrey Eberting. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode negative zero nine one. Here I stand. Here I stand. Here I Stand was released on January 22, 1965. The song was written by Wade Flemons and first recorded by his band, Wade Flemons and the Newcomers, in October 1958. Wade's version entered Billboard's Hot 100 at number 99 on December 22, 1958, when he was 18 years old. It fell off the next week and then returned again the week after at number 95. Spent two more weeks at number 80, dropped to 84 the week after, and then completely fell off the chart again. Despite appearances on American Bandstand and Alan Freed's show, Flemons only had three songs make Billboard's top and hot 100 charts. Of those three, Easy Lovin' in mid-1960 did the best by getting up to number 70. He went on to become a session musician and wrote commercial jingles with his partner, Maurice White. Yes, the same guy who went on to form Earth, Wind & Fire. Flemons wrote 200 songs throughout his life and was a singer in Earth, Wind & Fire in 1971 and 72. Wade Flemons died from cancer on October 13, 1993 after turning 53 only three weeks earlier. I can stand here in the prairie of Prax for 59 years. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Eric Winsenson. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm Eric Paul Johnson. Well, let's talk about something more interesting. Yes. Well, kind of. Mm. <laughs> which would be today's song, which is... Walk which Like a is, Man? What is it? No, it's not Walk Like a Man. It's, uh... Oh, that's right. Big Girls Don't Cry? No. Ah, it is... Here I Stand. Oh, yes, the Air Supply song. No, uh, that's Here I Am. Oh, I was so close. But anyway, uh, this is called Here I Stand, and it's another one from the Knight Riders, or Mike... Mike, uh... It's Mike Sheridan and the Night Riders. Mike Sheridan. Why in the World Cup couldn't I think Mike Sheridan? Well, what? Mike was Sheridan it, and the Night Riders. Was it last week? I almost put Roy Wood in the Shirelles. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this song does not sound at all like the Beatles. That's good news. What it sounds like, and there's going to be some irony on this since the original does not sound a bit like them. Yeah. But it sounds like. The Four Seasons. Yeah. Yes, it does. Which isn't completely a bad thing. <laughs> Did Mike Sheridan and the Knight Riders ever write 
anything of their own. Um, so far, what are we, three or four songs in? No, no, they have not. I'd expect at least one or two songs to be originals, at least the B-sides. Maybe that's coming up. I've only glanced ahead for song titles, and so I, don't, I haven't really dug into them yet. I know it's early 60s, so Beatles, Stones, Kinks, all of them, their albums had tons of covers and three or four originals. Mm -hmm. Well, the Beatles had a lot more originals. Yeah, because, it was like half original, half um, covers. But a lot of these bands had a lot of covers because they were told to do a lot of covers, and <laughs> they did them in concert anyway, as they're mm -hmm. only banging out a half-hour concert usually. Yeah. But so far, it's all been covers. I mean, they're choosing some interesting ones. These were not exactly big hits in the United States. Or over in England, except for last week's song. This one was Wade Flemons. I guess he got into the top 20 with this song in the United States in 59. For the Mike Sheridan and the Knight Riders version, one thing I am noticing that's consistent with the earlier recordings is Roy Wood's guitar on these. Very good guitarist. The production on these are good. I don't know how much money they had to record these, but somebody got a good, good producer on all this stuff. Yes, yes. And surely that will carry through if Mike and Roy ever leave the band. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it should. Mm. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> whoever produces, Roy could have taken some pointers from when he did Wizard. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway, that's getting way ahead of yeah. things. But still... This doesn't sound like just a bunch of kids getting together for their first few sides. It sounds like they may have had somebody behind them that believed in them. I just mm -hmm. kind of wonder if they had any original stuff that they would have been allowed to do. But it's a good version of it. I heard the other version, which does not sound like the Four Seasons at all. <laughs> but uh, this is a good reworking of the song. I know they're probably doing the Four Seasons thing because somebody's sitting there bugging them. Well, try this. The Beatles <laughs> stuff didn't get you a hit. Try this. Try this. Yeah. yeah. At least they stopped copying the Beatles, and now they're copying the Four Seasons, which is not a good thing for me. I never really liked the Four Seasons. I can think of only three, maybe four songs by them that I like. And two of those were the ones in the 70s where Frankie wasn't the main lead singer with that screeching, ear-piercing, dice-pick-in-the-ear voice. That's always been the thing that's turned me off from the Four Seasons. I can't stand Frankie Valli's squealing voice. I, I hate it so much that I like Barry Manilow's version of Just Hang On way much more, much, much more than the Four Seasons original. I even think Mrs. Miller's version is much better than the Four Seasons. So, I'm not really taken with this song. So, it was, for me, when we're done with this episode, 
then I'll be happy to just move that song into the trash file and, and move on with my life. I do like that Roy Wood gets some lead singing work in this. Nobody has a voice like Roy Wood. I mean, especially in the mid-60s. So I'm hoping, maybe, things are nudging away from copying what other people are doing, and the Knight Riders are starting to find their own sound. And Roy Wood, bull that he is, charging through, and as Mike Sheridan described him, is stubborn, is hopefully going to take the band into new territory instead of just, well, the Beatles are doing it, let's do that. The Four Seasons are doing Let's do that. So hopefully we get into more original stuff and less, a whole lot less. How about no more Four Seasons recreating? I've always wondered how tight Frankie Valley's pants were. <laughs> Except Frankie Valley had more than just that voice. He did, yes. Yeah, that's why it's a falsetto. It's not, he did not have a naturally high voice. He just went there. Yeah. Now, the weird part, now the song, if you've never heard this song. Here I stand, all alone in my lonely world, all alone waiting for the girl. Yes, and here I stand. It's a late 50s R&B song. Wade Flemons has a great voice. And it looks like, unfortunately, his fortunes never really turned. I think this and a song called Jeanette a few years ago were the only two noticeable things he did, even though he worked behind the scenes for years. Yeah, I came across something on Wikipedia, so could be true. Yeah, his recording career as himself with his band it really didn't do very well. And as for this song, I was kind of like, it was okay. It just seemed like your standard issue late 50s doo-wop R&B song. But he went on to write commercial jingles with his good friend Maurice White. Mm. And then later, when Maurice made Earth, Wind & Fire, Wade sung with the band from 71 to 72. So this went off in a direction that I absolutely did not see coming. For Flemons, he recorded this song for VJ Records. And... Until the early 60s, he was with VJ. He actually provided vocals on a few songs for the Four Seasons. Wade did? Yeah. Oh, okay. He actually worked with them because he, they were on the same label. No, actually, no. Sorry, I'm going to have to... It was backwards. They did backing vocals on his record. Oh, okay. Yeah, Watch Over Her was 1964, won by Wade Flemons, and Four Seasons actually backed him. As a recording artist, yeah, he didn't go very far, which is sad because I think he had the talent and everything, but there's just too many other people like him. Uh, that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I wasn't crazy about this song that I heard from him. That's the only thing I've heard. He had the skills, and fortunately, he, he made it work for him, whereas most people were like, ah, oh, I released three songs, nobody bought them. Maybe it's time to go sell insurance and just give up, but... He's, he had a pretty good career behind the scenes in music, writing songs and jingles and backing up his good friend Maurice White in uh, Earth, Wind & Fire. But no, the guy only lived to be 53. He passed away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, three weeks after turning 53. So at the moment, as we're recording this, I've outlived him by about five months. Um, <laughs> hopefully I have better luck than him. So far I have, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Because Fruit Loops are probably better than cigarettes. You know, a few things Fruit Loops are better than. You're probably right. Got something to say about Here I Stand? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. It's Mike Sheridan, everybody. Hi there. Could you see anything special in Roy at the time that you... Well, initially, I didn't want him in a band. Oh. I didn't want him in a band. It's, it's a known he, fact. Does he know that? Oh, he knows that, yeah. He knows that. I was a big fan of the Hollies. Um, still am. And I was very cabaret-influenced, because I, I used to think, well, that's where the money is, you know. You, you, want, to, you want to last in this business, you've got to sort of be all round, you know. So I didn't want him when he came, because he, he dressed really weird. I mean, he was weird, um, to say the least. He still is the same, really. He's a, a very individual. And uh, I didn't want him in the band, and we had auditions, big Al had the auditions, and uh, he said, these are the best one, he said, Roy Wood's the best one. And uh, I said, okay, and, we all, we had a talk. and then I was outvoted, so they, he came in. He brought a lot of things to the band, harmony, how to harmonise, and technically, guitarist-wise, he was better, I thought, than big Al. Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy, and as Martin Luther once said, here I stand, I can do no other. I really love this week's song. I love the opening guitar line, which recurs throughout the song. And that and the tempo of the song reminds me a bit of Love is Strange by Mickey and Sylvia from the 50s and, of course, from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. That's a nice hook. The guitar line keeps coming in throughout the song. And also, during the main verses of the song, it sounds like somebody's singing falsetto under the vocal harmonies. And once you hear it, you cannot not hear it. And I thought that was pretty clever. But the best thing about Here I Stand, and I think really the hook that sells the song, is the backup vocals come in, the bop, bop, shoo, bop, 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 like that. And then someone is singing, kind of in a high range, I love you. Man, that is so cool. I think this song is my favorite of all the songs that I've heard so far that feature backing vocals from the Knight Riders. It's really cool. So yeah, I really love this one. Well, I will talk to you all next week. Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Join our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra podcast channel to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod or use PayPal with the podcast's email or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932 Superior Arizona 85173 Next week, episode negative 090 Lonely Weekend